Welcome, everybody, especially our fantastic YouTube viewers for whom none of the pre previous 20 minutes ever actually happened to Casters and Castles. I'm Tormented by Gnomes. I'll be your Dungeon Master this evening. Joining me are Brenna and Sideshow for a very special sort of interlude episode between Arc 3 and Arc 4. Um, I'll just go ahead and get right into it. Wonderful. It is a very special what interlude is, episode. What What is the name of this episode, Joe? The Trial of Alan O'Dale. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Sounds lovely. Sounds like something real pleasant for me. Oh yeah. This is this is all about making sure that Josh just feels safe and has a wonderful role playing experience and comes away with fuzzy bubbles. Nice. <clears throat> In the Garden of the Gods, high above the mortal realm, a single golden tree grows from a mirror smooth lake. Its master, the sovereign of the skies, looks down upon it and all the lands of mortals from above, jealous and paranoid. And far above his throne, hanging from the very firmament of creation itself, his defiant daughter, the titan Railta, queen of the stars, watches over all creation. A single figure sneaks into the garden. A scheming mortal from a distant land crosses the lake, beguiles its guardians, and snatches a golden prize. But then, in his very moment of triumph, he crosses the barrier between worlds as the hand of a titan reaches down and plucks him from the garden, drawn to the domain of the stars themselves, and here he shall face judgment. <clears throat> Unlucky, I guess, Alan. Judgment is a very strong word. It is. I feel like, you know, judge not lest ye be judged. Who said that? <laughs> Uh, I think that was Vindo, actually. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 Instead uh, of judgment, would you prefer divine retribution? <laughs> no, that's Stephen's <laughs> tongue, actually. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, so the last thing you remember are your mouth tasted like just sunshine and happiness and pure caffeine from the pixie dust you ate. You were oh, yeah. holding a branch from the golden tree, a golden bough, and two birds guarding the tree just exploded all over your finery and your magical <laughs> disguise. Yes, it did. I think I was intending to shove the golden bough into the bag of holding as well. Would you like to do that before you're snatched up by... Yes, uh, yeah, that was my intention. Okay. The the golden bow is now in the bag of holding. I would like to go on record here as saying that I did not railroad you. The party all wanted you here, and they told the NPCs to True. snatch you up. So, yep. you know, you have them to thank. Yeah, I'll thank them as soon as they're back next week. <laughs> okay. So I'll thank them by casting, like... <laughs> suggestion spells on them just repeatedly for the rest of the arc. I'll just <laughs> make them do my bidding for the rest of the arc. I suggest you clean my toes. Um, yeah. So, everything melts away and you have a sensation, uh, your stomach drops out, but it's not as if you're falling from a great height. It's as if the world just fell away and you started rising upwards. There's a brief moment of confusion, and then you find yourself back in the mortal world. Standing in a great feasting hall of a familiar place. 
It's a place that you remember from your childhood when you ran around with the servants and the children of the servants uh, under the tables while all the adults were talking and arguing and feasting and getting themselves drunk. Uh, it's a place mm-hmm. you know all the nooks and crannies. You knew how to stay out of sight when you weren't wanted. This is the Great Hall, the Great Hall of Stridinmarl, which is the seat of power for the Trollop family yes. in the Northern Kingdoms. Those bastard Trollops never gave me what I was owed. Can you? Is there anything that you can tell me or describe about this place? Um, it's the the there's a a palpable difference between the um happy-go-lucky kind of running around servant class and the very stiff uh, formal upper class that are there as well. Mm-hmm. They, they don't like to mingle. They think too highly of themselves, uh, but Alan O'Dale believes them to be fools. All right. Well, they seem especially stiff today. Um, there's, this is a great feast. All of the Trollop families, Baron Trollop, uh, the, the Baroness Trollop, the, Str- the Trollops from the, from the next town over, every single relative has been brought in, and all the highfalutin people of the town and all the people who they're trying to, you know, rub elbows with and clout farm their way to the top off of, they're all <laughs> gathered at this table as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a huge feast. And every single one of them sitting at the table is completely still and just as in unnaturally still yes okay um they appear to be stuffed with straw oh their their eyes are just buttons or or cheap stones or coals or something and they're all just huge wide smiles uh there are some other familiar faces gathered amongst them as well Aaron Vol is sitting there with his straw-stuffed arm, arm wrestling with Thoras, who's bulging and just overstuffed and a little bit disheveled as if they didn't quite get the head right. <laughs> and Alika is sitting on a stool so that she can watch the two of them, and she's standing there just... <laughs> Sounds like an awful fever dream. It really does. Over at the next table, Johnny the Wise with his great beard and all of his gray robes, is having a very, very silent argument with the Archmage Ioth, the great Alfar, whose ears, his pointed ears have been rather poorly crafted from wax, and whose fancy clothes and all of that uh, are, are clearly just a, na- a tacky costume that's been put together. You see Alan O'Dale sitting at the table, Bright-eyed I see che- Alan O'Dale yes. side of the table. Bright-eyed and cheerful. Clearly the same Alan O'Dale who is in the swamp, the morass, who wanted nothing more than to help all of his friends. He's sitting there, and he's playing, strumming on his lyre, except, you know, just sort of oh. frozen there. Okay. You see like a, a, a freakish, happy version of myself. Mm-hmm. Next to him, sitting and just staring is Alan O'Dale. A little bit slack-jawed. Not as nicely drawn. Not as nicely put together. And as you stare at him, it's almost as if you can hear the words door magic falling from his lips. (laughs) Some of the trollops 
are gathered at the high table, uh, including a guest from sort of more the uh, the lands of Versinget, a huge rotund dwarf with straw just poking out. Um, he's clearly been made mostly of burlap. Bob Treloup of the dwarven branch of the Trollope family is mm, also yes. there. And scurrying around between them is a young servant, uh, Jay, you recall his name from your childhood. And he's sort of sitting there, ignored, quietly, stuffed with straw. You see the angry Mildred Trollope, who you encountered when you met uh, Gil... Melchizedek and Glomp, Blomp, in your previous adventures. Uh-huh, yep. Other assorted members of the family, all sorts who you re- you uh, recall from different parts of your life, and an old sailor with one eye, with an eye patch and straw oh just poking God. out from underneath it. It's Gilbert before he underwent any of his transformations. Can't escape him. He's always there, bloody <laughs> Gilbert. Okay. But not everyone here is stuffed with straw. And as you watch the scene, you notice that all these straw puppets are moving. Just, you know, they sort of... Oh. And they're talking somehow in these bright, cheerful, happy voices. All sorts of different conversations, meaningless dribble going on. As they just back and forth. But there are a few here that are not puppets. There is a knight clad in the armor of Versingit. Sitting in a chair in a place of honor. His eyes dead and cold. His head lolling towards the ceiling. His throat slit. An old crusted blood running down it. You remember killing him. There's a scout in the woods who was supposed to escape right next to him. Flesh and blood, dead and unmoving. Every person you have ever killed, every throat you've ever slit, their corpses are here, gathered at this feast, and nobody notices. Oh, boy. As you sit there watching... Servants, also stuffed with straw, cheerfully come out bearing the next great dish in the feast. Hemlock salad with an arsenic crumble. They begin passing it around. What do you do? Where am I? Am I sat at a table? Yes, you are sat at the table with the rest of the quest for the Book of Dawn. We're all... Very, including several versions of yourself, all right. of whom are just cheerfully engaged in very, very unearthly conversation. The first thing I would do, I think, is just look around me mm-hmm. and try and wave my hand in front of their faces and to see if they even know that I'm there. Mm-hmm. Particularly to the other versions of myself. Mm. Yeah, they do. They recognize you. Uh, Bren, for the purposes of this adventure, you are mm-hmm. authorized to play any character. <laughs> Take on any character. I have some specific things I'm going to need you to do. But all these straw versions, all these straw characters, you are free to step in and out of any of them as you will. They don't just speak nonsense. They are capable of conversation. 
but they're all having a bright, wonderful, cheery time. Oh, Alan, what are you doing there, mate? Uh, who is Look, this? It's, it's this Aaron Vol, right? Aaron. Oh, it's Aaron. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, get a drink down your neck. Hey, enjoy yourself. Lean back a little bit. It's a party. Why? Why do you look like this? I'm He's got a tankard Ellen. full of poison, by the way. I'm gonna prod Aaron. Hmm. What? Well, what are you drinking? Well, nothing but the finest mead, of course. I'm gonna mm. take a swig. Great. Uh, Alan. Yes. As he takes the swig, you feel your own bo- body. <clears throat> you feel it coursing oh, through your veins. Shit. You take two oh. points of poison damage. Oh, bollocks. Okay. Right, well, that changes things. I was previously perfectly content with them all eating hamlock salad and that kind of shit, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bat the, the mead out of his hand. Eric, okay. don't drink that. It's piss water. Oh, what the bloody hell are you doing? That's good mead you just wasted on the floor there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up from my seat and go over to the other straw versions of myself mm-hmm. and make sure that they don't have any wine either. I'm going to tip that out. Uh, and then I'm going to make a beeline for the people who are handed out the salad and knock their plates onto the floor too. Okay. I don't really care that I'm causing a scene because mm-hmm. I'm aware that this is some kind of fever dream. I mean, the people are made of straw. It's weird mm-hmm. as shit. But I know that there's physical harm coming to me, or at least I feel worse when things happen. Okay. Uh, Bren, I would like you to play the part of Baron Trollope himself, who's extremely irritated that Alan is being so disruptive. Alan O'Dale! What in the Lord's name in the Seven Divines are you doing? Wait, are there Seven Divines? I can't quite remember. Anyway, what in the Lord's name are you doing to this lovely feast? We've gathered around all these important people and you're acting like a donkey in a china shop. I'm going to... Kind of ignore him, but make my way over to Jay, just pouring out people's wine as I go. Okay. I don't, I, I'm not convinced these are real people that can mm-hmm. harm me other than their own harm to themselves. Boy, stop what you're doing right now! I'm just going to keep ignoring him and making my way over to Jay. A servant I just runs make sure up Jay's beside okay. the great Baron Trollope and uh, offers him, terribly sorry, your grace, here, here's an additional plate, here's an additional mug, here's one for the missus. I, I slap it out of his hand, mm-hmm. and I... And I kind of prod the Baron in the face. What the hell are you? Crunch, crunch. I will not stand for this. Yeah, yes, well. Servants, stop my nephew, Sarden. Yes, uh, nephew, I believe, actually. I can't exactly remember. I think it's nephew. Take my nephew! No, it's son, actually. Uh, Take my son away! There's an important point here. Is he your father? No. I believe not. his wife is your mother. I don't his believe wife he's is your my father. mother. Mm-hmm. No, he yes. He he would be incredibly uh what what's the word? Unwilling to ever claim that I'm anything other than just a little shithead that Rome wandered in. Mm-hmm. Oh. So yeah. He's... Take the boy away. He's going to start beckoning to the straw servants to... All right, a bunch of... Crunch, crunch, crunch. They start hustling over to get you. I'm going to pick up Jay, who I believe is just a small child, right? Jay Mm -hmm. Trollope. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick him up 
and like or tell him to get on my back or something, and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna try and dance around away from the straw people who are going for me. <laughs> I'm gonna just prod them away and shit. I'm just trying to minimize harm to myself. Okay. Uh, each of so I'm gonna have Josh. I'm gonna have you roll an acrobatics check, and I'm gonna have Bren roll a unmodified d20 with a we'll say it's got a plus four for athletics to try to apprehend you i rolled a 21 for acrobatics all right i'm also (laughs) not one holy shit oh lord okay um i'll leave it to the two of you to decide what happens while i spin up that act of god that we got earlier Mm. All right, I'm going to be dancing on the tables away from people, just mm-hmm. kicking mugs of wine out of their hand yep. as I as I dance away like, and try and stay away. It's like a scene in a live-action Disney film when they break out into song, where <laughs> Alan O'Dale is picking up the child, and he has him on his back. And mm-hmm. just imagine them singing a lovely tune, and Alan O'Dale is taunting the straw servants <laughs> as they're reaching for him on the tables like shambling zombies, mm-hmm. but falling over one another and falling into piles of straw. Brilliant. So the problem is, first off, you have extricated Jay Trollop, and you've got him out from the reach of these folk. The problem is this chaos and hubbub that's surrounding you is only surrounding you. Mm. Everyone nearby is sort of caught up in it, but the moment you pass by, they just go right back to making merry and chatting with each other, holding conversations with the corpses of the people that you've killed and laughing hilariously (laughs) at jokes that are never leaving their dead lips. Uh, That's morbid as fuck. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to, if I realize this, I'm going to take Jay and I'm just going to try and leave. I'm just going to leave. I'm going to abandon the other versions of myself as well. Mm-hmm. Good Alan O'Dale I don't even recognize as being me. Mm-hmm. And dumb Alan O'Dale that's just shouting door magic. I mean, I I have contempt for anybody who is <laughs> me but no intelligence. So mm-hmm. the only person I care about is Jay, who is the young version of me who endured a lot of trauma in his youth. Mm-hmm. And I I almost feel like even though I am who I am, I would like to protect the younger me from ever actually becoming me in the first place, if that makes sense. Yeah, you, like you've a, already gone through that. Maybe he doesn't exactly. have to. I, I don't want him to. It would be nice mm-hmm. to have a version of me that was normal. I don't want to be that version, but it would be nice for that version to exist. All right. Roll 1d20 for the act of God. Oh, fucking lordy, Whoa. lordy. 16. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, which god That's is that? That's not a good sign. <laughs> if the DM giggles, it's always bad. It's always it, bad. This actually probably might be the worst choice. Yes. Yes. Okay. This was the oh. worst choice. Rolling a sixteen was the worst choice. Uh, um. Under normal circumstances, no. Like, just in the grand scheme of things, probably not. <laughs> Somehow, on you can't hear it because all you can hear are the 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 terrible, awful music. By the way, whoever's playing this music is just a complete fraud. Never went to the bar at college. 
Uh, it's probably Doa's character, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just Bendis Rambletune over there. Straw Bendis Rambletune. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the cantina. <laughs> so all this you can hear is, you know, people out at the end of the didgeridoo. Clanging, yeah. clinging there. And by the way, as you're trying to push through and find a way out, the feast continues. Just the mm. food just keeps coming. You take four more points of poison damage. Ah, oh, um, shit. But there's another sound, and you can't hear it, because all you can hear is this scene before you. This other sound feels different. It feels real. And you feel it in your chest, in your bones. The distant rumble of angry thunder. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna... When I hear this, I'm gonna check to make sure I still have the bag of holding on me, despite the fact that I'm in some weird dream world. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, my thought process here is that stealing this thing might have triggered some, um, some supernatural trap that maybe sent me to dream along with the eagle and the owl or something. Like, I'm, I'm concerned that I'm trapped in some other dimension. I'm not mm -hmm. even really thinking about the fact that I'm in the Court of Stars right now. That's not even a possibility that's going right, through that my mind. That makes no sense. Why would that happen? Yeah, so I'm thinking this is... I'm now worried when I hear the thunder mm -hmm. that Vinda knows I've stolen some shit and he's after me. So I'm going to check to make sure that I have the bag of holding and I'm going to look to make sure that the, the bow is inside. The bow, the light of the bow shines up reassuringly real. And you also okay. see the snake okay, cramming itself into the deepest recesses of the bag, like burrowing oh. into the gold and just as far away as possible. Oh, shit. It's never been scared before, this snake. Um, as I see it burrow its way in, I wasn't even thinking of checking on the snake, but as mm. I see it scared... I'm going to try and fish inside with my arm to to grab it and mm -hmm. drag it up. Because if it's running away, it clearly knows that I'm in danger as well. And I need to know why I'm in danger. Okay. So I'm going to try and grab the snake. All right. Roll a, uh, I'll call that in more about dexterity than anything else. We'll call it acrobatics. Uh, Bren, roll okay. a d20 unmodified. I'll tell you the result for the snake. Or a sleight of hand. I mean, it's the same I would as allow sleight of hand. Oh, I not want it. <laughs> uh, Bren, what sounds good what for a nat one on trying to fish the snake out of the bag? Ooh. Who has the do the dagger of Dotan? Dotan's dagger? I either yeah. it's in the bag the, or uh, Aaron Vol had it. I don't know. I can't remember it being in the bag, but maybe it was. Let me see if it's on right. uh, Mitch. If it's on Mitch's inventory, then I'm going to say it's not in the bag. I was going to say, is it too harsh to say that you fumble for the dagger and accidentally almost slice open the bag from the inside? As long slice as the word, open the bag. As long as the word "almost" is in there. Oh, I thought you were going to say I cut myself, not rip open the bag of holding, rendering it useless. <laughs> Spilling out a deity snake and a golden <laughs> bow into the court of stars. I mean, that's that's intense, mate. 
<laughs> yeah, that's probably too harsh. I all right. Well, you definitely don't cut the whole thing open. Um, and I can't find the the dagger on his inventory unless it's just written down as short sword. So I'm not sure where we are with that. But it's probably in the bag. It's probably in the bag. Yeah. So you. Hmm. The the dagger's a relic. Is it? Yeah, it is. It, you went on this whole quest like it was oh, the thing yeah, that you were supposed was. to get. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you accidentally cut yourself on Doton's dagger, which is more of a you know huge ass short sword than anything else. You take five points of damage. Okay. Roll an Arcana check. Uh oh. Twelve. Hmm. Not very good. If the dagger is one of the four relics you need to pierce Cryus's defenses, then it obviously has some sort of mystical properties of some kind. Uh, mm. And it probably relates to the four magical defenses that Artelane the Archmage warned you about when your quest began. True. Which he had seen in his divinations and visions, but didn't have a whole lot more information about. Which I am looking up in the very first uh, adventure that we wrote for this. Wasn't it Illusions? It was a veil that hides the city's wonder. A sword, right. an eye, a mirror that turns flesh to glass. Those, these are the things that I, I wrote down, but I can't remember. The dagger was one. meant to cut through illusions. That is correct. Yeah. So what I'm saying is pierce yourself with the dagger. Well, I just did accidentally stab myself with the dagger, right? Yep. Well, mm. it didn't break any illusions. Okay. And my arcana check of 12 just let me know that the dagger probably has some magical properties. And it's it's tied to those, uh, I'll paste it in chat, though you were able to find it. It's tied to defeating one of these four defenses. Mm. Okay. I do. I assume that I failed to grab the snake. Very much so, yes. You got a natural one. Okay, I'm just going to kind of shove my face in in the opening of the bag and shout snake no why are you hiding where are you going all right uh at that very moment alika comes up incredibly excited to see you and uh is very excited to have you sit down and enjoy the next course bren if you could take it from here oh uh, alan 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 what 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 i do love your hall my hall or my home yes your hall Okay, it sounds like you're saying hole, and that would be very different. What you're saying, well, Olika, that well, wouldn't be come, appropriate. Let's enjoy the, 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 the next course. Olika, I have a special task for you. You've always been so good at uh, at the tax, task that we've had. Yes. Uh, you're, you're so good at that, aren't you? I have a yes, secret yes. mission for you, Olika. Okay. Are you, okay, are you willing? Right. Okay, ready. All of this food is poisoned. It's a plot. It's a plot to kill us all. You must make sure nobody eats no, or not. drinks here. No, it's not, Olika. It's not. That's it ridiculous. Is. It is, Olika. That's ridiculous. What? It is. Uh, but why would it be poisoned? I saw you prepping it in the kitchens. Somebody infiltrated and they poisoned all of it. It's, oh, it's... Alan, is this one of your jokes again? 
This is not a funny and joke, Olika. But she's going to take a, a spoonful of. I'm going to slap it out of hand. I'm going to slap it out of hand. She's going to shove her face in the arsenic salad. <laughs> I'm going to punch her in the face if she tries that. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure she does not eat the sausage salad. <laughs> okay, the two of you roll for initiative. <laughs> How does, what is Olika's initiative? Uh, I've actually got it in here somewhere. I got an 18 initiative. Oh, Lord. Uh, Olika's initiative is plus three. Oh. Okay, roll a sleight of hand check to slap the food out of Olika's hands. A 27. Jesus! Alright, how do I beat that? Uh, you roll a dexterity save and you have a plus four, so you need a natty. Good luck. Oh, oh. not bad actually. You rolled eighteen. Alright, hold on. Close. Let's see if let's see if there's anything in here that uh Yeah, chat definitely gave you disadvantage at least once. Oh my god. So you want me to roll disadvantage? <laughs> yeah, just roll again and take the worst of the two. Fuck no. No, I <laughs> that time. Come oh. on, chat. The next course, like as she just stuffs her face with hemlock salad with a delightful arsenal crust, uh, arsenic crumble. They bring out on huge, you know, they've got the the classic. It's two servants, and they've got the pig yeah. held up on a beer, but the pig is rotten and putrid, and it's had oh. its mouth stuffed with poisonous mushrooms from the forest. And everyone's like, "Hey!" They're excited to see it. You take. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I, as I see that, and if I take damage from, from Olika, I'm going to run towards the pig, trying to knock Olika away as I do it, because she's doubtless just going to gorge on more salad, the fat fuck. So I'm going to try and knock her over and head for the pig. And I'm just going to try and just throw this pig on the floor, stamp on it, smush it, disrupt the servants, whatever the hell I can do to make sure nobody enjoys this pig. Okay, you are covered. In, like, this pig, when you touch it, it pops. It's so bloated oh. and rotten. It smells awful. The stink washes over you. Roll a constitution oh. saving throw. Five. Oh. Okay, great. Well, you are poisoned, meaning you have, oh, until the poison condition wears off, you have disadvantage on uh, attacks and skill checks. <laughs> and you take an additional 11 points of poison damage. I'm unconscious. You're unconscious? Yep, I'm unconscious. Uh, that I was on 11 health there, and I took 11 points of poison damage. <laughs> I wasn't on full health when I came into this realm, right? I was keeping all the same stuff that I was, um, had previously. No, actually. You would have been restored to full health. Uh, well, I have no idea what that was. I click, think I'd taken like 25 points of damage. So maybe I, like, before I came in. Just click the long rest button. Okay. And right. your total... And retroactively yep. add the damage. Your, your cumulative damage is 4 plus 5 is 9 plus an additional uh, 6. Yeah, plus so uh, seventeen, so twenty-eight points of damage. Oh my lord! Yeah, I was on twenty-eight health when I started. Oh, there we are. There we go. Okay, so I'm now on nineteen health. Wait, that can't be right. Is that right? No. No, you leveled up, right? Yeah, I'm on twenty-nine health. All right, there we go. 
Yes. Okay. So I'm poisoned from the pig. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and scrub pig juices off me. Right. Uh, as you do that, the door opens and they bring out another pig. Oh my god. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm gonna... You still have Jay Trollope just clinging to your back, not saying a word. Covered in pig yeah. juice. Um, okay. God damn. What do we do here? Um... I'm going to... At this point, things are getting mental. Like, absolutely mental. So instead of just following the same pathway that I was on previously, which was try and ensure that as little damage happens to me as possible, I'm going to try and break out of this. So I'm going to cast... I'm going to try and cast Dispel Magic on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Any spell of third or lower on the target ends uh, for every level... Uh, four or higher, make an ability check, use some spellcast modifier. Um, and I'm gonna try and see whether that does anything to my current situation. Okay. Alan! I'm just ignoring everybody you, right now. You remember I'm me? I must introduce you to our newest guest of honor. His name, it, oh, uh, what was your name again, sir? And he's gonna look over at the knight who is dead with the crusted blood going down his chest. Oh, that's right. Galatha Presferin. Yes, yes. Alan. You must meet this gentleman. He's got so many stories to tell. It, Alan, it go does ahead he not. Roll that uh, dispel magic check. And then. For, um, how do I do this? Make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. The DC charisma. equals 10 plus the spell's level. So just roll a flat charisma check. Okay. Charisma. 16. 16. Nothing happens. Oh, bollocks. Okay. Um, I, so as I, as I cast that, I'm distractedly gonna look up and realize that nothing's happened. What? What are you talking about? He's dead, you fool. Dead? I mean, he looks very much alive to me. Look at him. You look like you're full of straw. Look, you've got these little buttons for eyes. I'm gonna pluck one of his eyes. Whoa! My, 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 my button eye! I, I've got a button eye in my hand, and I'm going to throw it away. Okay. Uh, at this point, I have pure contempt for the people that believe that this is real. How can they all be so blind? Over at the next table, as the eyeball, it flies through the air, and it plops down directly in Gilbert's drink. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes into a flashback. Oh, God. Mm. All right. I'm assuming I don't witness that. I'm going to... um. I'm going to... Has the thunder increased? Or is it still just in the background? As you cast Dispel Magic, the only thing that changes is that for a brief moment, you hear that thunder sort of breaking through the cracks of this bizarre scene. Like, for a moment, you don't just feel it in your bones, these occasional peels, but you actually hear it as if it's happening outside. No one else reacts. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look around slightly, looking for any kind of reaction to the thunder. I realize that I must be trapped in some sick dream state. Um, oh, my God. I had I had feigned death previously, and I've just gotten rid of it. It was something that I was uh, thinking of trying there. Um, I, I am going to again root through my bag, and I'm going to try and... Try and find the snake again. Alan, my boy. What? 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 Do you remember me? It's been a while since I've seen you. Who, who are you? 
Well, Who? the Houndmaster, of course, of the grounds. Yes, yeah, right, it's lovely. What, I what? must introduce you to this young scout who's come all the way from Versengeth. Please, uh, please. Phenomenal legs on the lad to be able to run all the way up here. He's come a long way. He wants to speak to you. <sighs> I'm going to... I'm going to go along with this. I, okay. I continue rooting through the bag, trying to find this bastard snake that's squirreled away to another planar dimension. Roll an investigation gonna, check while you walk over. And I'm going to walk over. I nat wand the investigation again. This snake is just hiding from me. <laughs> Coins just spill out of the bag as you okay. race through in your haste. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, wander over to this person. P- please, please, the introductions. Yes, of course. This young scout. What was your name again? And he's just dead, presumably. Yes, yes. Uh, well, Alan, anyway, he, he has a question for you. What? What question could this dead scout possibly have for me, Houndmaster? Well, the only question that matters, of course. Which is? Would you care well, to translate? I, I think that I can't quite hear him at the moment. I may have selective deafness from the dead people. Who did it? Who Who did what? Well, who killed him? How, how am I supposed to know who killed him? I've never met this man before in my life. Well, he wishes you uh, to figure this one out, Alan. It seems like you are the best best one for this case, if you will. You want me to become a private investigator for this man's death? You, you... Not necessarily a private investigator, but, I mean, I think you've been brought back to the Trollop household for a reason, haven't you? Oh, Christ. Oh, no. Oh, God. Meanwhile, somebody behind you slices a nice, juicy haunch of putrescent pig laced with poisonous death cap mushrooms. I, I pick up a nearby mug and I throw it at the pig. And roll I'm just range start... attack roll. <laughs> How do I do that, actually? Uh, this is an improvised weapon, so this would be a flat dexterity check. Because okay. you're not proficient with throwing a mug. Oh, my God. 17. <laughs> It's a, an incredible shot. Everyone in the, all the straw people, they're so impressed. They all raise a glass to you and drink it down. Oh my god, come on! You take three points of poison damage. Okay. I, um... Alright, have I successfully disrupted the pig eating, though? Yes, you did. Alright, okay. I'm just gonna grumble to myself for a second. I'm stuck in a madhouse. I'm stuck in a madhouse. An absolute madhouse. Say, fellow, Beastmaster, you, you can, yes. you can hear this, this fellow, this dead fellow. You oh, said loud he was and dead. Clear. Oh my god. What? Tell me everything he says. Tell me oh. everything he says. There's only one thing he wants to know, Alan. But he, surely he must have some information, how he died, the place he was. Well, the only thing he knows is that he has been killed. And you are the only one who knows who did it. I'm going to go over to the dead people. Mm-hmm. They, they, you said they were all sat next to each other, roughly speaking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go over and I'm going to examine them. I'm going to try and shake them, see whether there's any signs of life possible. Even maybe push one out of his seat and see if he just stays on the floor. They I'm don't. basically just trying to mess with them. 
they don't react or respond in any way whatsoever. Some of them are like frozen with rigor, but gravity still works on them. Oh, Alan. Oh, I, I do thank you for inviting us into your home. It's very lovely here. I killed them, all right? I killed them. Is that what he wanted to hear, you little straw man? Bro, we have Lysha right now? Yeah, that was Lysha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, I shouted at Lysha's face. That makes perfect sense, actually, because Lysha was the person <laughs> I was trying to keep it from. You weird little puppet straw weird woman. You you killed your fair share of people as well, Lysha. Don't look at me like that with your sick dead eyes. I'm going to pluck off one of her eyes as well and throw it away. Gilbert's mug. <laughs> <laughs> I did what I had to do. I kept us safe. I kept myself safe. I'm a survivor. You know that. Alan, that's all you had to say. Shut the fuck up. And one by one, just as the next... Lysha casts a death beam on Alan. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 she doesn't. She doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would have allowed that. Um, One by one, the straw people fall apart. The seams just unzip themselves and they just gush out straw as they fall over. Jay Trollope, who I've been holding this whole time, does he fall to pieces as well? Yes. I'm extremely distressed about this. The only thing that I enjoyed about, or the only thing that I was holding on to in this entire place was the sliver of a hope that there might be some way of retaining that pure innocent being when i was young to have that fall to pieces in my arms is more distressing actually than admitting that i killed people because i'm you know i admitted it but nobody really heard so who gives a fuck but the fact that jay's fallen to pieces is as he traumatic disintegrates and sort of slides down your back, you feel a little straw hand reach out and grab yours and squeeze it for just a moment. And then it falls apart. That's traumatizing. Yeah, my my heart steals over. I'm determined to annihilate whoever gave me this vision. Well, the, uh, the building shakes with thunder. And Trollope Hall, or Strudenmarl Hall, starts to collapse. Just stones falling. One of them lands directly on the uh, nightshade berry custard tart that had just been brought out for dessert. (laughs) (laughs) And as it explodes all over the the, uh, servants' faces, they just straw crumble away into nothingness. I'm going to get out. I mean, I I know that this isn't real in that Mm -hmm. sense, but things have hurt me in here before, so I'm going to try and... Run out as fast as I can. Okay. As you run out of the building, you are no longer the first step. Like, you manage to find a door, and you just part it, and you walk through, and you are standing on shimmering waves of light. Sort of a green, Mm. teal, a very bright blue, and a violet shade, just flowing under your feet. The air is harsher and more pure and clean than even that of the Sky Kingdom, or the heights of Hrydor or the Garden of the mm. Gods. The light emanates from below 
and from above and all around you as you see blazing stars so close you can make them out to be warriors clad in shining armor wielding spears and swords all of them turned out looking against the darkness at the very edge of creation when you see it it's as if like I said in uh, our last episode, as if you smooshed your eye and you got those weird blind spots you know, that sort mm. of, it's not dark, it's just like a spot you don't see. That's what's up there. That's what's out there. And it's very disturbing to look at. Stridenmarl Hall is completely gone. What if, if I look down at my surroundings, my immediate surroundings, mm. it's just a featureless sea of uh, of light somewhere far below that far below that you can see the clouds passing each okay. other you can see the sky kingdom way below you i now have some idea that i've been summoned to the court of stars but that does not stop my anger whatsoever I've got like a cold anger in my bones mm-hmm. that whoever summoned me here has fucked up. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that I'm going to go ham on them immediately, but I mm-hmm. am going to contribute to their downfall. Okay. I will see them punished for this. You see... Oh, do I do I hear thunder still? Yes. Uh, below you, a decent distance away, but below you is Terranimbus. And you're looking at it from above now, so you can look down and see the garden with this one pinpoint of golden light at its very heart. And much closer than that is the great throne room, the great temple, like the top of Mount Olympus, where Vindur holds court. And it is wreathed in dark storm clouds and crackling with thunder. Um, you're not exactly oh. sure how the distances are working here, but you'd say probably a few miles away. Okay. Standing right. before you is a being with metallic silver skin, a stern expression, and wings. And behind it, off to the distance, slack-jawed, staring at you, is the rest of your party. I'm going to uh I'm going to kneel in front of this this uh being with wings mm-hmm. and lower my head to hide the anger in my eyes. Roll a deception uh, I, check. I'm gonna feign that I'm cowed. Fifteen. I rolled a two. I've plus thirteen deception. <laughs> Oof. At least it wasn't a one. Do you still have lucky rolls? I think that's a good point, actually. I forgot about that. I think I used two of them. I think I may have one left. You might have one left. I think you have one left. But I, I wouldn't use it for this anyway. Well, I'm going to roll insight. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, there you go. Uh, for for those of you taking score at home, that is a 26. Hmm. 
this well, entity. Can I show you? I know this? I'm angry. If it's possible for me to show you this. Yeah, I bet it is. When it decides to load. There we are. Mm. Oh, it's an angel. Dude, swole. Look at yeah. That. I don't know what his routine is, but he's killing yeah. it right now. The food's actually pretty good in the Court of Stars, so going on a cut is more challenging than one would think. Um, <laughs> all right. This being looks at you, uh, regarding you as you as you feign submission, but parts of you are still trembling with mm. absolute anger. And you're looking down at the swirling colors and you don't hear any sort of response or any sort of movement aside from the roar of distant thunder. I'm going to, if I don't hear anything, for mm -hmm. I'm going to let the moment kind of last for a little while. Mm -hmm. And if I don't hear anything, I'm going to, still with my head down, say, um... I found another relic, friends, for our quest. Uh, I return with a bow from the, what's it called, the golden bow? Yeah, it's a golden bow. It's a bow from a golden tree. I return with a bow from the golden tree. Do you look back up or are you still up. just nope. looking down? Head, head, head still down. We're still too angry. Okay. You hear a voice, a chiming, deep Stern voice emanate from the being in front of you. This is not the key to Cryus. Why did you seek it? Why did you steal this from the Garden of the Gods? As soon as as soon as he says that, mm -hmm. my anger is replaced by confusion. Mm -hmm. I've been told that that was a key, a, a relic, an important relic that we needed to be able to get into Cryus. So I'm going to look up at look up at this being. Your party is gone. Ah. And I'm going to say, I was told by someone who knows what they're talking about <laughs> that this was a relic that we needed for our quest. How do you know that this golden bow is not important? This is I, the I acted in, I'm going to follow up by saying I acted in good faith. A bold claim from one such as you. This is <laughs> the key to perdition. This token is what permits mortals to walk in the lands of the dead and the damned. Why would you seek that place? I have absolutely no interest in walking among the damned. I would like for myself to stay out of that realm for as long as physically possible, believe you me. I was simply told that this was necessary for our quest. By who? By one with perhaps more knowledge than yourself, though perhaps more deceit. I'm going to say kind of under my breath to myself. Mm -hmm. By who? I don't know his name. 
Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dead ass look him in the eye mm-hmm. and just say, I don't know his name. Okay. The celestial narrows its pupilless liquid metal eyes at you and raises a hand and light streams out of it towards you, a faint shimmering light. What do you do? Uh, does it appear to be over the entirety of my body or localized to a certain area? The entirety of you, sort of like, you know, flowing out all around you. I'm not going to move, but I'm going to... What are you doing? What What are you doing? Roll an arcana check. 13. 13. This is a divination spell of some kind. A sensing, detecting spell. Oh, lordy. Um, I am going to cast Dispel Magic. Okay. I mean, I don't know whether I can do that, because it's not really a reaction. But my aim is to stop him Mm -hmm. finding out whatever he's trying to find out. Okay. The light vanishes from his hand... And uh, he did not like that. You know, that's incredi- That's considered incredibly rude in the mortal world. You can that's ask not- me anything you wish to know. Are you tainted by the touch of the Infernals? Have you held Congress with them? The, um, the, the clock is an Infernal, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Um, and sin was sin no sin is not an infernal yes he's an elemental deity a sovereign Mm. Mm. Uh, Um, I believe you're aware of two infernals at the moment Uzul and Anachronus the eschaton clock go ahead yeah and we've never talked with Uzul before have we you haven't no but the the others have I can't Mm. Yeah, no, it was. Um, I'm, I'm mixing it up for the other campaign where we saw the the, the horseshoe ah, yes, thing yes. that was sending people. The, no, it was Bender's Rambo tunes um, mm-hmm. tuning fork. Uh, I'm going to say to him, uh, for this quest, we have been required to seek out the aid of celestials, titans, elementals, some some gods of all descriptions. My religious knowledge does not extend long enough to be able to tell you everything you wish to know. I'm attempting to just avoid the question. <laughs> deflection. Yeah, a bit of yes. deflection. Yes. Uh, the only member of your party who has not vanished for some strange reason is Thoras. Mm. Who is standing off, sort of on this platform of light where the rest of them were. He's still there. Thoras, you saw through sort of shadows and veils of light, uh, a very confused version of what just happened in Alan's trial. The only thing you really saw clearly is at the end when he said, I killed them, all right? Mm. And then emerged. You've seen everything that has transpired since. Your party, with the rest of them, sort of looked shocked for a moment, and then they vanished. Uh, you saw them following Deertree, the troubadour of stars, away going elsewhere. 
uh, you were not summoned with them. You are still bearing witness to all of this. You also are aware of the fortress of Terranimbus, far below you, but rising. I'm going to shout out to Thoras. Thoras, you you know this you know this angel. Vouch for me. I we've helped each other. Thoras does not know the angel, but Thoras is also confused as to what is going on. As am I. Help me if you can. Uh, I, Alan, I have not known you uh, much time. But you seem okay. <laughs> a, a rousing vouch. Thank you, Thoras. <laughs> uh, you remember when I let you borrow my car? <laughs> <laughs> You remember when I gave all of that money to orphan children? You you remember when uh, <clears throat> when when I gave you those those spare tickets that I had to that concert? Thoras does not remember much. Thoras uh, can only remember falling through the sky and looking very cool. He did I'm... kill a giant. The angel says. Mm. I'm gonna. Hmm. Wait, didn't you try and suggest Thoros using spells and magic? No, I would never dare try and suggest somebody with such a rousingly solid intellect and mental such as yourself. Thoros thinks you lie. Uh, I don't think I ever have, actually, have I? I don't don't believe I have, anyway. I don't recall. Chad, does anyone recall when... uh... Dylan, recall Thoras succeeding on a saving throw against Alan O'Dale's enchantment magic. I failed. Yeah, yeah, he made he made his save. But I would have been able to tell the right? rod. It was over the rod right after killing the swamp dragon. You probably tried to charm him into oh. doing the dirty work to haul it out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that could have happened. <laughs> that, that sounds on brand. Yeah, Thoras will say this, Angel. Thoras does not know good from evil, only actions. And sometimes actions can have a gray middle ground. But Thoras would not expect Angel to know this. <laughs> uh, Nuance! Thoras, I'm going to shout, Nuance! Yes, Thoras! Yes! <laughs> Thoras has learned much in his time of uh, killing beasts and hitting things and training. Uh, and often Thoras is left with only his own mind. And Thoras has come to conclusion that there is no good or evil strictly in world. Maybe in Angel's case there is only good, but uh, with mortals it is more complicated. Hmm? I will explain to you mortals what is good and what is evil. Evil is conspiring with those who wish to see the boundaries of these four kingdoms broken down, to see all life, all mortals, all entities crushed beneath their heel and remade in their own image. Evil is a force that gnaws at the very bones of this world, that came from the hungry dark, that cannot be reasoned with, and that cannot be stopped. It can only be held at bay. My concern is not what blood you may have spilt along the way. I am not a herald of compassion. My concern 
is the threat that you pose to reality itself, to the four kingdoms, and to those who dwell within it. Your paltry ambitions of mortal power are unworthy of my attention. What is worthy of my attention is the power that you seek on your quest and the ways that it can shape the world. And so I ask, have you been influenced by infernal forces? I think influenced is the wrong word. What is the right word? Perhaps coerced, blackmailed, these kind of things. We Occasionally we have had what I believe to be infernals attempt to affect our path. Any defense against them would be appreciated. We have, or at least I have, no wish to see reality itself torn asunder. As you say, it would only work against my own small mortal body. Then tell me everything you believe may have occurred. You ever heard of the ass snake? <laughs> I don't know... <laughs> Oh, he said our snake. I don't know what they preach where you come from, mortal. But that's not actually a problem. <laughs> we don't really care. That's, you know, whatever keeps being alive joyful, you keep being alive joyful. That's not my he, concern. He, he called himself the knower of all things. Does that ring any bells? Possibly. What else? Is that an infernal? It is a title worn by an infernal. Hmm. Alan, then I fear I am in possession of an infernal. So it hangs out in my anus. Thoras, the, the oh. use of the word snitch is not appreciated. Thoras thinks you should snitch. One does not snitch on a supernatural level with the deities, Thoras. Alan 6-9, snitch. <laughs> Angel, may I, may I know your name and who you work with? If I am to betray the confidence of Infernals, I must be sure that I have the, the support of equally powerful beings. I'm... Sorry, that's some, uh, some poison pig coming back up. That's understandable. <laughs> you didn't try the custard? The, the nightshade custard? Pity. No. <clears throat> I'm called Omglef by your kind. And the dungeon master will spell that because it's inevitably about to get memed on. Okay. <laughs> what, um, wh what would I know of Omglef? That would be a religion check. You're a bard, so you have you know approximate knowledge of all things. Uh, never only heard of an him. eleven. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Thoras will know this. Yes. Oh my God, Thoras <laughs> will know this. <laughs> Net twenty with a minus one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what you mean? You haven't heard of Omglef? What use are your fancy bard colleges? You know, like the, the Goliath lore is strong. You know Omglef? I've never Thoros. heard of him, Thoros. Thoros knows Omglyph. Very famous in Goliath songs. Mm -hmm. Omglyph, who, who do you, 
who do you align yourself with? My queen is Railta, the Kindler. Uh, and Thoras, uh, with your incredible knowledge of, you know, celestials and the, the very cosmic foundations of the universe, uh, Omglef is a deva, which is sort of a warrior messenger celestial, often tasked with where most of the celestials spend all their time defending Anakra against the beings of the hungry dark. Uh, devas tend to be more concerned with what's going on inside the four kingdoms. They may be messengers. They may be sort of guardian angels and watchers. They may intervene if infernal forces are conspiring to manipulate the mortal worlds. They each have their own dedicated task. And mm. Omglef is a guardian. He protects a specific hero or a specific uh, champion with a great destiny at any given time. So he's a, he's a sentinel of sorts. Omglef Allen is said in the Goliath songs to once uh, upon a time, Thoras does not know when, uh, Goliath's not good at keeping time. But at, at some point, Omglef is said to have come down to the plains where my tribe used to frequent and roam and delivered a message warning us of the orc tribes being influenced by uh, the Rust Warbringer. What mundane work, Omglef. Uh, Omglef is not one to trifle with for us. For us? Wait, that's me. Alan. <laughs> Note to self. Mm, very well. If you think that's mundane, you wouldn't believe my current assignment. <laughs> and I suppose it was you that brought me here and made me endure that inanity with the straw men. No. No? No. Your companions missed you. They felt that they could not complete the quest without you. They feared for your safety. They asked that you be brought to the Court of Stars to be reunited with them. They caused this? Everything that you passed through was wrought from your own mind. Mm. And your own deeds. They had no knowledge of it. Thoros did worry for you, Alan. You are very weak, like little babe. We did not know where you were. Unglef, what do you know of a metal infernal? The yes. Eschaton Clock. Yes. The one who calculates the end of all things. Believes himself he inexorable. Believes himself capable of predicting fate. He has taken an uncanny interest in our quest. You mentioned you were in possession of one. I think I was mistaken with that. Well, let's focus on the Eschaton Clock. No, let's focus on what you said before. No, okay. <laughs> Forrest is just whispering. Alan 6-9. Snitch. <laughs> Snitch. I... I have in my possession what I believe to be the knower of all things. The Infernals cannot leave the Underworld. They are bound there. Then some physical representation of his mind. I, I know not how you deities are able to maneuver around your realms. That's fair. What, what is his real name? He calls himself Wise One, Knowledge of All Things, Secret Keeper, Hidden Sage, Eternal Serpent, and Fang of Knowledge. We I'm going to perk up at Eternal Serpent. Oh. Yes. 
I would not speak his name in your realm, but we do not fear his kind here. He is called Zephius. Zephius. Yep, I'll even spell it for you. Uh, and what? What is his purpose? Well, I think. Mm, let me see if I can turn that noise off here, chat. Something just keeps popping up. There we go. Purpose is a strong word for the Infernals. They came here seeking to dominate and colonize the Dawn. Zethius posits itself the rightful owner of all knowledge, collecting information, hoarding secrets, and destroying it so that no one else can be privy to that knowledge. A dangerous person to double-cross. Yes. Perhaps more dangerous to keep confidence with. I I swear to you that I did not know he was an infernal. Hmm. Nor did I know his name, nor really anything about him. I believe but that. He does like to keep things to himself. He appeared to us as a serpent, as the others will be should have been able to tell you about as well. I'm amazed, actually. I'm going to try and deflect a bit here. I'm amazed, actually, that they didn't tell you anything about the bloody infernal that we had with us the entire time. <laughs> they haven't mentioned anything about a snake, have they? I bet they've never mentioned about a snake that knew everything, that was telling us where to go and what to do. Like, we'd have been doing a little infernal's bit in the old time, and they just got into the court of stars perfectly fine, didn't they? You just had to single me out with me and my ass snake. I can sense prejudice. I can sense it, you know. They all had to walk their own roads here. I don't recall them mentioning a snake. Mm. Mm. Liars. Liars by by um omission. The word you like. Yes, lying by an omission. Yes. Thank you, Amglef. <laughs> I can, I can feel Alan like sort of okay, I've got my footing under me. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. The bullshit <laughs> piles. Let's go. Yeah. So, this this Zethius. He um he has been helping us. Objectively, he, everything that he says so far has aided us, but he was also the person that told me to get the golden bow. Hmm. No doubt it, to advance his own designs. If what did I, he tell you he wanted? He wanted access to the Book of Dawn. Hmm. This is exactly the sort of infernal meddling I was concerned about. If I may keep the golden bow and Hmm. Oh great Omglef. <laughs> I'm gonna start again. Oh great and powerful Omglef. Uh I believe that the best course for us here would be for me to retain in, be, retain in my possession the snake corporeal form of Zephyrus and to report to you everything that he is planning for us. And we will garner and glean his knowledge and make sure that you and your people are always in position to stop him. What use if we banish the snake you will know nothing of the knower of all things. And he, as you've said, has fingers in many pies, has knowledge in all places. A, a spy or a, a a person who is concealing their identity is only useful up until their identity is concealed. We, we can make use of him 
He can be a conduit for you to learn more about the work of the Infernals. If you allow me to keep hold of him and report to you and via you the Court of Stars. You play a dangerous game, mortal. Every word that drops from this creature's tongue is poison, designed to rot away at you, but guide true, you no? in accordance with its designs. Can he, can he speak lies? Not if he wants to gain your trust. Not if he wants you to follow him. Then it seems like a seems like the best setup to me. Bring back. Man, that's actually behind the curtain. That's actually a really good argument. Um, give me a persuasion check. I just want to. I want to have some okay. sort of an anchor with which to work here. Sixteen. Sixteen. Not a great roll. All right. Here's the problem. This is a really good idea. This is a really good opportunity. But are you trustworthy? Is Alan O'Dale trustworthy with this mission? And the answer to that is blatantly and obviously no. I mean, if you know him. <laughs> well, get, he failed his divination spell, right? Does he know that I'm untrustworthy? Uh, he was. He bore witness to your trial as a celestial. He would have been able to see the thing. So that's ah, the people are kill, people. Are, lots of people have killed people, Joe. Killing people is not important. That's fair. They might. You know, they might have done something to deserve it. They didn't, but they might have done. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also gonna I'm gonna follow up if he seems like he's pondering it for a moment, he which does. it seems like in the game it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna follow up by saying to to focus as well on the Eschaton clock. Anachronus has directly asked well, me to act on his behalf, and I attempted to avoid it, but he grabbed me with his metallic claws and sunk into my flesh. I would be most happy to be free of that. If we could work together to be rid of the influence of the Eschaton Clock and spy on Zethius, surely the best of both worlds. Hmm. Hold out your arm and don't do that thing with your magic this time. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I mean, nothing I've said is actually a lie. You didn't roll I'm high not. enough. If you'd gotten better on your Arcana check first time around, you'd actually know the spell that he's casting. He, yeah. He specifically asked you to hold out your arm, the one that got claw metal clawed yeah. into. See, that that I'm feeling better about, because if he was just casting generally, I'm worried that he would try and detect, like, my... kind of my deep-seated ambition or my mm-hmm. desire to fuck people over. But mm-hmm. if he's after my arm, I will give him... My arm. It's a calculated vulnerability from me. I'm just hoping okay. that it will make me feel more trustworthy to him. All right. Shimmering, almost liquid light pours out. It flows over you. You feel your skin and your flesh tingle for a moment. Um... And then after a couple of seconds, he closes his hand and the light vanishes. He seems satisfied. Was it good for you? 
Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to remain quiet, and I'm just going to be looking at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, silence is a powerful tool in negotiations. Yes. You never want to be the one to overspeak. Yes. Thoras, they're pointing at each other and talking at each other, and there's a great deal of light shining around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thoras doesn't know much about, uh, you know, gods, deities. But mm. uh, Thoras, in his travels, has realized that when it comes to mortals, um, Generally speaking, even if someone is uh, decidedly good or decidedly evil, uh, they've all got a little bit of evil or good in them, regardless. No one's uh, no one's 100% pure unless you're some weird freak like uh, the deities here, or no one's 100% evil unless you're some sort of weird freak like the Infernals. So Thoras, is, uh, his best interest is to see Alan free, because, you know, mm-hmm. he, he believes that Although he might not be all right up there in the head, he's uh, he's 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 probably got some good in him somewhere. Thoras is truly a warrior poet. Um, yeah, a philosopher king. Yeah, more more so than the bard, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> I will consult with the Queen of Stars on this matter. Perhaps she will accept your offer. There's another piece of business to attend to. One, it would seem that the Sovereign of the Skies is looking for us again, and I rather suspect he's looking for you in particular. I didn't mean to do it. You snuck your way into his garden and stole from, like, the tree at the heart of it. What did you mean to do? Well, it wasn't so much that I didn't mean to do it, but I thought it was much more important than it was. I wouldn't have gone through all that effort if it just let me trek around in the underworld. Well, the thing about that is it may still come in handy. Whatever the dis- <laughs> I'm not... Whoa, 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 whoa. This, this whole spying business on the Infernals, I do not intend to go man-to-man inside the underworld to spy on Uzul for you. I don't think there that are limits. necessary, but one of the relics that will grant you access to Cryus and let you seek the Book of Dawn, may lie in the Kingdom of Shadows. Oh, cock. And it may be helpful to have... They're scattered, you see, between the four kingdoms. You've got one from the mortal world. Your companion has been gifted one here in the Sky Kingdom. That leaves the fairy other world and the underworld. Mm. So perhaps this will come in handy regardless, but... And And the Kingdom of Dream... very different path Mm. that the dungeon master had not considered but is technically still on the table I had some weird interactions recently with the kingdom of dream yes let's talk about that come with me huh oh shit I said come with me (laughs) okay I'm gonna walk with him alright the light flows out before you and the little platform where Thoras is standing it melts towards you imagine like You've got the Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights. It's dense enough, and you are walking on it. That is what it looks Mm. like. And this pathway leads you. Amgalef just sort of floats along, you know, being all winged and fancy and such. It leads you towards everything you've seen so far has been ethereal and otherworldly. And 
but it does turn out that there is a physical court in the Court of Stars. It's made out of gemstones and shimmering light and all that sort of stuff, but he leads you towards towers and walls and courtyards. And Mm. as he takes you deeper, you see the sentinels posted on either side are angels, again, clad in gleaming armor with spears burning like miniature suns at the top. You pass through a glade of luminescent trees, and at its heart is a fountain flowing with crystalline water. There's this big old shining dragon on one side and a huge serpent with rainbow scales on the other as he leads you in deeper. At last, you arrive in a gallery, a courtyard, where dear Tarith, who you haven't met yet, <laughs> who... Yes. Uh, but this is the person that I tried to impersonate. Yes. Uh, silver hair, beautiful, androgynous features, uh, sort of shimmering light all around him. Uh, right. Who's sitting down and having tea with uh, Nolri. With Nolri? Yes. Oh, for crying out loud. What's she doing here? Uh... He so she they're they're having a lovely discussion as you walk up. What do you do? You haven't entered the courtyard yet. Um, and they're having a discussion. Yes, they're they're sharing a drink. Uh, um, oh, what the hell do I do here? See, I'd love to disguise myself, but I'm being personally escorted by this herald that I'm trying to appear trustworthy to, right? Mm-hmm. I'm um, sure you just the creative solution. Um, I'm going to use my disguise self. Mm-hmm. I'm walking behind this angel, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to use my hat of disguise, sorry, okay. to disguise myself as a random person. Not somebody that any of these people have ever seen before. Someone perhaps from my from my past, some weird looking mm-hmm. person that I remember, um, and change my clothing as well. Um, okay. And I'm gonna attempt to remain in the blind spot of the angel as we pass these two people who are talking, and okay. then I will cast off the disguise again. Roll a stealth check. Eleven. My rolls today have been so poor. Eleven. For us, he adjusts his hat and changes into a complete stranger. What do you do? What? What? Alan? Shush, Doris. Shush. I'm just trying out a new look. You don't want to kink shame, do you? That is not the Goliath way. Thoris well, does not know what these words are, but Thoris... Thoris hmm. will just keep following. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, as the two of you approach, Deuterith takes notice, uh, bows to Nalri, has a quick word with her, and as you're walking into the courtyard, the... You're walking and walking and walking, and you can feel like you're getting closer and closer, but they're not getting any closer. The the scenery on either side of you is passing by, but it's almost just extending out as you go. And uh, 
Huh. Nalri takes her leave. She flies off on her silver wings. And then... Uh, as Nalri flies off, I would mm-hmm. like to dismiss the disguise. Okay. And then you, uh... The, the strange distance distortion ends. And Dear Cherith pulls up a couple more chairs, uh, cushions at this table with a nice little spread on it of delightful fruits and some some uh, pastries that look completely unearthly and some a tall crystal vo- uh, pitcher of wine or something clear. You're not totally sure. And welcomes the two of you. Um, thank you, Omglef. That will be all. Welcome. Please have a seat. I was just having the most this? delightful conversation with Nalri about the last time we met. Who, who is this? This is a... You saw him earlier in the last adventure. This is the Troubadour of Stars, the Messenger of Relta. Silver-haired elf. Mm. I don't know if Thoras I... would remember or care. Who As are a... you? <laughs> uh, my name is Dear Tarith, and I'm a messenger for a very important person, Thoras. Thoras, okay. Well, <laughs> Thoras, would you like to fight the biggest dragon ever? Well, <laughs> go on then. Have a seat. When he says the line, is it he, she, they, they, they? When they say the line about um, about the last time that they met. I'm going to smile at them as winningly as possible mm-hmm. and flash the disguise that I used mm-hmm. of her and say, well, I simply couldn't pass up the opportunity to resemble such a gorgeous being. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they take a look and... Mm. The hair is almost there. The ears need a little bit of work and the, the sort of... Sp- not as much majesty. You're looking for a little bit more majesty. You'll get there someday. I'm going to dismiss it and say I mm. apologize for being a poor imitation of the real thing. The real thing. Please sit down. You hear thunder off in the distance. I don't believe Vindo's too happy with me. No, he's not. He can wait. Well, I hope so. We have bigger problems. Than than the than the sky sovereign. Yes. And I suppose you want us to help. Well, I mean, if you want there to be northern kingdoms for you to come back to and install a, a sovereign over sovereign small s, not large s, and any of that to survive, and for your quest to have any sort of merit whatsoever, then yes, we're going to need you to get involved. Very well. What what is this problem? All right. So, while you were robbing the Garden of the Gods, and while your friends were passing through their own hearts and minds... Sorry, I just want to pause you there for a second. Rob is a very strong word. (laughs) It's a tree. I, They'll uh, grow back. If I, anything, I, I'm just borrowing from something that's constantly reproducing. I don't know what they teach you in the churches down there, but we don't actually care about that. He's got plenty. This is almost a victimless oh. crime. 
Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Not a problem. Maybe some of the other things, a little bit more troublesome, a little bit more problematic, but stealing from the most powerful entity who could evaporate you if he ever finds you with a single thunderbolt who already has godlike riches doesn't doesn't even rate really on the morality scale not a problem but it's still I robbery enjoy you your type of morality you, you broke in and you stole his stuff so mm-hmm. you did rob him the word applies at that point you know we're just quibbling over linguistics aren't we <laughs> mm-hmm. um right so uh when all those things were happening a bad thing happened. But how? Would you like the long version or the short version? The long? Short. Short. <laughs> okay. A medium? Medium. <laughs> medium. All right. I can work with that. I can work with that. Let's see. So... There's a place in the Northern Kingdoms called Doton's Rock. Which, oh, yeah. Yeah. We've been there. Right. What happened when you were there? There was all sorts of strange fey magic around. Uh, we, yes. we defeated King Hakas. Yes. All right. And we, we found a relic for mm-hmm. the Kingdom of Criers. Well, Thoras was not there. Well, right. Thoras doesn't know anything about it. We, we managed well, Thoris, to do that one no, perfectly no, no, no. fine without him. Thoras knows Doton's Rock. Hmm. Weren't there to beat up big old King Hakas, though, were you? Well, Thoris had never met you, Alan. This You are supposed to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit there in silence. Right. So, Doden's Rock, the fey magic that you met, I think they're still a little bit on you, brushes your sleeve. Um, the fey magic, it... There was a lot of it there, and fey may have been a str- uh, not quite the right word. It was more like magic is twisted there. It's a place where magic bends and warps in strange ways. Well, it just warped in a very large, very bad way. And it a door opened that should have been left closed. It was not yet time for that door to open. And a dragon came through that door. In Dotan's Rock, slain dragons before. You haven't slain this one. The dragon. Oh, yes, otherwise, it wouldn't be there, would it? That, okay, your logic is impeccable. <laughs> I, I can see you're the brains of this operation. <laughs> so, the, every dragon you may have met or slain, or most of them that you've heard tales about, the dragons were created by the sovereigns. After the world was divided into four kingdoms. The world was divided into four kingdoms because the Infernals were trying to devour it, eat it, change it. And they were winning. They were growing stronger than the sovereigns, the gods of creation. They couldn't stop them. So somebody opened seven doors. And each behind each door was a dragon that came from the world before Anakra. Before the dawn, before the sovereigns, before any of this, these dragons were locked up there because they did very bad things. How bad are we talking? Crimes against reality. Creation. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Cosmic divine stuff. 
Mm. Not, you know, robbing a tree in a garden. How can they exist before? Mm. Well, you weren't always alive, Thoras, but your parents were, right? But... So, if there was no world... Oh, there was one, just not this one. Just like there were Goliaths before you, but they weren't you. Right? <laughs> we're reaching critical mass. <laughs> uh, yes! <laughs> right. And if there was a terrible beast that lived longer than a Goliath that your parents fought, and let's say that your parents died to protect you from that beast and they chained up that beast and they died but you still got to live that's what these dragons are like mm. yes not good thing then that this no. dragon has come into the world no how did it get loose in the first place that's a great question we don't really have all the answers on that but it had something to do with an outrageous amount of wild magic <laughs> and are there six more of these dragons? Yes, but those gates are still closed. Well, what if they open? Then we're all fucked. <sighs> but there's no reason to believe that's going to happen at this time. The magic of Dotin's Rock is gone. It's dead. Oh. It all got but... used up, sent away. Does that mean this is the weakest of the seven dragons? Um... Or the worst? Or are they not ordered? This is actually before my time. Oh. Before your time? Yeah. Be before your time? Yes. I wasn't, I've never met them, and I really wasn't supposed to meet them. Thor Thoras is sorry, but Thoras cannot believe this. Well, the, the Herald has not been around forever, Thoras. But, 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 but Thoras comes here, and they act like they, they are God's gift to this plane. I mean, it is God's Herald. <laughs> Thoras is quite disappointed. I think it's safe to just to suffer a guess that it might be the weakest of them. And this you... is a dragon that did what the Sovereigns could not. The dragon scattered Uzul's armies and broke the ranks of the Infernals and sent them screaming and fleeing into the darkness. That's a good thing, then. The dragon is good? No, the dragon's just bigger and scarier than them. That's bad. Yes. Now you see... The dragon is bigger and scarier than all the Infernals. I mean, I'm seven in. dragons were scarier than all the Infernals. Don't know if it's a one-to-one -one thing. Say They're... no more, fam. Stop, Thoras. No, you, you can't I'm just beat up a dragon this size. I, I thought work. you might be. I like you, Thoras. I'm in. Wait, wait, wait. Why not sit safe in your place above even the Sky Kingdom mm. and allow the Infernals to deal with the dragon? Let the, let the two evil sides destroy each other. Because... The dragon isn't loose in the underworld where the infernals are imprisoned. It's loose in the mortal world where all the, like, the people, the mortals live. Oh. Yes. Shit. Now you see our dilemma. So we either must destroy it, send it back to where it came, mm -hmm. 
or transport it to the underworld? Not the worst option. You have to make mm. sure that it's stuck. And there could be some very bad consequences of that. I mean, would you want to die knowing that the afterlife, your afterlife was going to be your soul being chased down and eaten or tormented by a huge scary dragon? That, that <laughs> might be workable. You just need some provisions mm. around it. Doesn't out of out behind the curtain, yep. so to speak. Doesn't a shardalon eat souls to gain strength? Yes. yes oh yeah, sending it to the underworld. I mean, I don't know that. Souls go. <laughs> I, I don't know that. It would become the most powerful being ever. Oh yeah, yeah. That um, that would okay. Big uh, what's his name from Skyrim energy? Um, yeah. But yes, so. One way or another, this is a problem that needs to be made to go away. And, you know, slaying him, ambitious, but there was a reason that the dragons were put back behind that door and not just erased. There's still, there will come a time when their strength is needed again against a threat so dire that it threatens the cycle itself. That time has not come. So instead, we have a big fuck-off world-eating dragon that we would like to go back where it came from. So we must not kill it. I mean, if you do, congratulations, well done. I don't know what sort of cosmic ramifications that'll have, but, you know, it's never been done before, so congrats. Oh, right. So we must tie it up, make a pet of it. Right. So here's the nice thing. You're already on this adventure to... Find a secret spell. What a secret spell that's going to discover a hidden heir. Was that what this was? Originally, we yeah. now know that the book can bring things into reality. Right. It dawn magic. It can sh change the world. It can make things true uh, within limits. So then, all we need is a book, and we just write in the book. Big old dragon is chained up again. And that's it. It's fixed. Right. That's what we're thinking. Um, now, he is strong enough that it may be necessary to beat the hell out of him mm. as part of the process of using the book. But We you're... should use book to make Thoros stronger than dragon. Thoros, I don't <laughs> trust you in your current state. I'm not going to make you <laughs> as powerful as multiple infernals. Thoros slayed more than you can imagine. I'm sure Thoras slayed many female Goliaths, but I have not seen Thoras slay many mortal beings, really. Because you are blind. Uh, he did kill a giant. We have that on record. I did kill a giant. You killed a giant? I killed a giant. I didn't see you kill a giant. I killed a rock that was bigger than the giant. Um, Goliaths eat rocks. For I'm very proud of both of you. <laughs> Thank you, Harold. So, well, so it's not a competition, but the Thoras, it is a it competition. Is. <laughs> so, Harold, are we? You, you, you make this sound as if we already are on the quest. All we need to do is hurry up and find the book quicker. But the way that you're phrasing this, it seemed to imply that we had to do something different than our current path. Otherwise, why bring us here? Why tell us in the first place? Well, first off, we brought you here because you asked to show up here. Ah. I did not ask. You were, you know, your friends really missed you. They care about you a lot, you know. Do they? They wouldn't have made me go through that then. No, they didn't know. Obviously, mm. I mean, they all had their trials, and their trials 
they were difficult. Yours was challenging, right, Thoras? Yeah, Thoras almost slayed Uzul. I'm going to spit whatever I had in my mouth out of my mouth. <laughs> slayed Uzul? Thoras almost slayed Uzul. Now, admittedly, Aaron was there, but Thoras almost slayed him. Thoras is just a tiny bit more, and he can kill Infernals, and he just needs a little bit more than that, and Thoras will be able to kill a dragon. Thoras, it was a dream, you moron. Dream, a reality, vision. all the same. No, not the same. Quite all distinctly the same. not the same. All the same. Uh, roll a d100. Oh, God. I assumed we were Ooh. safe from these. I mean, here. you might be safe. You're probably safe. A nine. All right. Uh, I'm going to have what, you... What, what name did you say? Well, you said Uzul. Oh, I did. You did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I said it as well. Yep. I've been dropping the names of people all over the place. Cause well, I, just, I mean, uh, the Celestials and their ilk don't seem too scared around here, but... Hmm. That's the thing. The Celestials don't care if they get their attention because this is like the anti-infernal, you know, helicarrier. Sure, yeah, notice me, senpai. Come here. Let's go. Um, <laughs> right. That said, you know, it's probably not great to get their attention, but you are, you're protected from immediate ramifications while you're here. That's sort of the point of it. Right. Uh, so, uh, here's the other thing. This all happened about an hour ago. At most. This is all new information. We, we didn't have a grand design. You weren't brought here as part of a, of a, a high prophecy. You came looking for us. Got our attention. We all found each other. It's fantastic. And now a Sharnalon, the dragon of the world before the Heart Eater, is loose upon the Four Kingdoms. A Shardalon. Yes. Mm. And uh, I... We haven't figured out if we need to be careful about that name yet, but we should probably err on the side of caution. I see. Shut up! <laughs> I'm gonna stuff my. I'm gonna as he's going. Asha, I'm gonna stuff my fingers in his mouth. <laughs> Shut up, Thoras. We don't want the dragon to come here immediately. Thoras wants the dragon to come immediately. You certainly do not. Erin is not around. Who would help you then? Huh? Thoras does not need help. Thoras needed help and still failed to defeat Uzul. Well, you heard it. Uzul is the little weakling. Oh, Great, carry on. Uh, oh, yes. Very, very well. This sounds like something that we can attempt. Are you able to aid us? This sounds incredibly dangerous compared to what we had originally thought the task was. Right, you know, sneaking into one of the... Most one of the pinnacles of arcane achievement amongst mortals, guarded by ancient mythic wards, uh, into a city full of wizards and people trained in the arcane to make your way past their magical defenses to steal the most valuable artifact in all their possession. That was going to be fine, but this this is scary. Uh, Hell yeah! There's a huge <laughs> dragon from before the dawn of time after us now, as okay. well as not, trying to do all of that stuff. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm just not sure if you really had an appreciation for the scale of what you were going for in the first place. Uh, yes, I actually didn't know any of that stuff. Right. Yes. Uh, here's something I've noticed about you folks. You haven't been... It's not that we've been following... Well, Omglef has, because he has to. But the rest of us, it's not that we've been... Hey, what? Omglef has been following us? 
well, not the lot of you. Um, he has a job to do. He's not particularly happy about it, but he's done okay at it. Um, and what, what is his job? You can ask him uh, and see if he talks about it. He's a great talker, super chatty. Is he now? Yep. But it's not that we've been following you, but we've done a little bit of digging since you showed up and you know started impersonating us and that sort of stuff. So we've noticed you don't ask a lot of questions. Yes, planning is for those who can actually execute plans. <laughs> uh, preparation is much more valuable than planning. I think that's fair. True. So, how can we help you? Well, first off, your companion, Lysha. We have granted her a relic that will protect her and grant her magical might in battle because what she's been wielding so far, probably not going to make the cut. Honestly, it's been a little underwhelming. So we've given her more <laughs> magical offense and more power, and it's a relic that's going to help protect you against the magical defenses of Cryus, and we are happy to drop you right wherever you want to go. Aside from inside of Cryus, because it's got what, magical protections like you wouldn't believe. What does Thoros get? That's a good question, Thoras. Thoras has, has achieved many things in Thoras's short life of 13 years. Thirteen? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Goliath time is not like our time. Oh my god. <laughs> I actually don't know how old Thoras is a teenager. <laughs> he probably thinks it's 13, you know. Thoras would like a bigger axe. Thoras has not asked for anything mm. over the course of this journey. And Thoras thinks that Thoras deserves a bigger axe. Thoras has slain giants, almost slayed infernals, almost slayed things. Mm. Thoras wants a bigger axe. Might be able to make that happen. I I seek knowledge from you. Oh, you, congratulations. We've been handing that stuff out like hotcakes. You certainly have. Tell me again of what we should expect from Cryus. Hmm. Cryus. Years ago, when the world was young, the Archmage Ioth sought to share the knowledge of arcane magic and wizardry with mortals who were still young upon the world. Um, he taught his devotees ways of magic and how to cultivate it and protect it. Ultimately, the fruits of his work were torn down by war from within. Some who worshipped the newfound dragons... Others who turned to the Titans in their strength, they tore apart what Ioth built. The most devoted, the most loyal, those who trusted in his teachings, gathered up everything that they could. They fled to a valley in the mountains to the north. They fled the wasteland and the haunted ruins of what Ioth had built. They made their own home there. That valley is lush and filled with life. Because their spells have drained the life from all the lands around them. To approach mm. is to walk through a barren wasteland with no water and no food to sustain you. That's the first challenge just of reaching them. There are magical sentinels and spells of illusion covering their home. We Even we have not peered all the way in there. As long as they're not messing with the firmament, it's not really our business. But you should expect powerful wizards. You should expect everyone there to have some knowledge of magic. You should expect that 
simple tricks like your magic hat, they will likely be able to see through those unless you take some simple tr- tricks. As, well, I suppose you... it is a fairly simple trick. I, I was going to say, did you make the hat? Or is this an emotional? Like, are you vested in this? Because I didn't think you made it. No, I just it's insulting. <laughs> I use it fairly often. No, I, it's well, it's you know, sometimes perfectly it's simple fine so the far. Best. You learn True. fifty different knots, but you really only use a handful of them most of the time, right? It's not a problem. True. True. Yeah. Exactly. So, lots and lots of magic, lots and lots of, of magical protection, lots of bullshit see-throughers. Uh, the relics that you bring are going to help, because in addition to piercing like the innermost vault where the Book of Dawn will be held, will probably help you pass through the other magical defenses you find along the way. Thoras is going to need some backup. He's going to need some help. There will be there will be problems there that can't be overcome sheerly through strength. So I will debate them. (laughs) (laughs) I worry about that, Thoras. You you debate yourself in the marriage morning, and somehow you lose. Thoras wins fifty percent of the time. That's good. That's actually you know if that's happening, though the matchmaking system is working. Okay, Thoras. We will give you a weapon that will help you on your quest. But you have to give us a solemn magical promise that you are going to keep these people safe in their quest for the Book of Dawn. These people? You mean the people I've been keeping safe the entire time? You've been doing a great job of it, but you haven't made a magical promise, an oath yet. Thoras agrees. Great. Any emotional attachment to your current weapon? Well, yes. Thoras has killed many things with it. All right. What is your current weapon? The big fucking axe. It's a big axe. And you've also got the, the javelin spear. Yeah. Which yes. is attached to me in the form of a harness. <laughs> the 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 uh spear of yeeting. Yes. Yeetus deletus. Yeetus deletus. Alright. I know what we'll do. We are going to take your axe, and as you go get stronger, it will also get stronger. And as you do great deeds, it will also do great deeds. And as you keep your companions safe, it will keep you safe as well. Mm. Can I talk to it? Ah. If you feed it and take very good care of it for long enough, then yes. But it's going to take a while <laughs> to grow up. This is a big responsibility, Thoras. Thoras is ready. All right, then. Set it down. All right. I set out my axe. Okay. Dear Tirith, uh, lay spreads their hands out over the axe and begins to sing in a language that neither of you are familiar with. And 
as he sings, the metal in the axe and all the metal nearby rings out with this humming chime, offset by the thunder of Vindur far below. And the wooden haft of the axe creaks and groans, and the splinters of its wear and tear, and all the places where it's been chipped, all that stays the same, but they sort of seal tighter together. And the, the, the handle, the haft of the axe almost looks like it's come to life. The dead wood has come to life again. It doesn't sprout twigs and leaves or anything of the sort, but it, it heals itself, leaving behind scars and it has this rich, uh, warm hue to it. And mm-hmm. one by one, sparks of light drift off from Deertarith's, uh, flowing robes and they settle into the axe bit by bit and with each one it glows it shines it doesn't glow but the light reflecting off it shines just a little bit brighter when they're done Dietrich lifts the axe as if it weighs nothing and hands it back to Thoras mm. Thoras takes the, the axe alright it Ooh. rings out in your hand the way this works mm. Your axe, and I'll, I'm going to have to send you, because I just decided to do this on the cuff, I'm going to have to send you some details on this. Your axe is now an ancestral weapon. Huh. Meaning that it grows in, in strength over time, and you can choose what abilities to awaken within it. Ooh. And as you, you know, commit great deeds of power and such, it will grow more powerful and you'll be able to modify its abilities. And I will, later on, I'll give you a small budget to start working with so you can decide what properties you want, and we'll go from there. Unlock the talent tree. Exactly. You've unlocked yeah. your uh, Azerite weapon. No, is it your Azerite weapon? <laughs> well, that's the Legion. 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 Yeah, this Legion, is more the yeah, Legion this... thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Thoras takes the axe. He, mm-hmm. uh, he listens to it says, Thoras will name the Habrion. Ooh, I like it. And I'm probably going to immediately assign it the Giant Slayer quality, but we'll see. What is that? What is the Giant Slayer quality? Fucks up giants. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty dope. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll I'll mess around with the system a little bit and see if that's in the immediate budget. But yeah, it probably its first ability, it, it's a plus one great axe. I'll, I'll tell you that much right off the bat. That does massive extra, like several D6 extra damage to giants. Jeez. Yeah. Kind of pounded. Yeah. Um, after all of this concludes, I would like to ask the Herald mm-hmm. about the relics. Yes. Uh, we, we, we have, we've been misinformed as to one of the relics. And mm-hmm. so I want your help, Herald, to make sure that we know what we're searching for to be able to access the kingdom of Cryos. We were, we were told wrongly that the golden bow was required to enter the kingdom of Cryus. We, we, I now understand that it is one relic from each of the four kingdoms. We have Dotain's dagger, mm-hmm. but as far as I'm aware, we have, we have no others. Yes. Dotain's dagger. It will pierce magical illusions. That'll help mm-hmm. you get into the city and into the vault. We have also given your companion, Lysha, a robe of stars that will blind the eye that flays those who attempt to enter. Mm. 
Now, the exact nature of the additional relics we have yet to determine. But I, I think that you could find something that will protect you from a from the sword that kills thieves in the underworld. Oh, and, lovely. And something to shield you from a mirror in the other world. I'm not too fond of heading to the underworld, so... I suppose we have a wedding to get to, Thoras. Yeah, let's save that other one for last, shall we? Mm. <laughs> As for the Fifth Kingdom, my knowledge doesn't extend there. If you want to look there, you're welcome, but you're on your own. Is that... Is that where Ashardalon came from? Not exactly. Dream I... is one of the paths that leads to the Silent City. But the uh... Silent City isn't there. It's barely I, in Anakra. I sent... I sent two birds to Dream recently. And their brains exploded. <laughs> we haven't finished figuring out exactly what happened with that. It's... There's a is, lot is Dream, going on. Is Dream alive? Is Dream still intact? Was the entire kingdom shattered? No. No. Otherwise... Mortals would have lost their minds or died. Hmm. Something happened there. Very well. I, I, you must understand that I am not tempted to go into a kingdom where brains are exploded on the regular. No, absolutely. I, I concur. There are horrors that lurk in the depths of dream that resemble nothing found in the rest of the four kingdoms. Things that seem uh. to belong to the hungry dark. But on the other hand, you could go to the kingdom of the dead. Great deal. Yes. Well, the Fey Kingdom sounds like the best bet for the first yes. first shot. Have you figured out what you're going to bring as a gift yet? Oh, bollocks, I forgot about a gift. Yeah, oh, you Lord. definitely want to bring... There, these are some big players in the Fairy <laughs> Kingdoms. Uh, you want to bring a gift. Thoras, have you thought about a gift? Thoras's gift is his presence and muscles. Mm. I would I be very careful with that. Very ah, careful. Okay. Just saying, you say that's your present. You say your presence is your present is your present, and then your presence might be indefinite. Where, where is the wedding? Uh, where uh, or when? When? Oh, it's in a couple of months. Oh, plenty of time. Plenty of time. Do not need to worry. Yeah. Then perhaps we should. Visit the underworld first. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, we could we could venture. This is a decision to be made with the entire party. Yes. I, I, I'm afraid, Harold, that we can't make a decision immediately about where we no, would no, like no, no. you to drop us. But it seems likely that it would be somewhere within the Fey Kingdoms. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can take care of that. But we'll wait until the rest of you. I'm sure that the four of you have lots and lots to talk about. Um... Yes, a lot. To talk yes. about. Mm. That feels like a good a place as any to stop this. Yeah, sweet. Unless you guys had any other pressing business that you wanted to handle. Nope. No. Nope. Nice, uh, nice little, what is it, pre-cut? Oh, I would, actually, I yes. would. I would like to ask the Herald. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, one, one, final, one final request, Herald. Um, Anglef was debating and consulting with uh, the 
Queen of Stars. Yes. About a pet infernal that I have. I would like to bring this infernal with us and spy on his actions. I ask that you, uh, that you take my, I, I don't know what the, what the way of, I ask that you intercede on our behalf with the queen and explain how willing we are to do her bidding and ask that we keep the knower of all things with us and report back to her. It will help us on our quest and help you understand what the infernals are up to. Dietrich has worn a smile or some vague sense of delight most of this time, and that fades from their face with this request. Mm. This is a dangerous thing that you're asking. The truth can be as hazardous and caustic as a lie. Exactly what knowledge is revealed could only play into the Infernal's hands. That applies to you and to us. This is a dangerous, dangerous game you want to play. A dangerous game for sure, but I am quite the player. And this is a dangerous game that we all play. A Shardalon is loose in the world. Yes. And I am far more concerned about the ramifications of that than I am about whether... A snake that lives in my anus knows too many things. <laughs> I think that we should be said, but that snake knows too many things already. <laughs> <laughs> and has several comments about your uh, eating habits that you'd yes. like to address with you. Yeah. A word here or there. If, if you can, mm. I ask no more. Yes. I think the best thing to do would be to implement some sort of Contingency. If you're willing to give me a way to frag the snake, I will happily do so Well, if it becomes an issue. Aside from knowing a whole lot of stuff, has the snake done anything else unsnake-like? Is there any reason to believe that it's not fraggable? The snake endures in a bag of holding. Oh, I've that's been specifically why you got told. it in. That makes so much sense. That... Mm. It's not really here, right? If it was actually here, it'd be having a very, very bad time. But it's not really here. So, mm. uh, otherwise, we would have known immediately if something was hiding on your presence. Something with I an see. infernal taint. Like I see. Yeah. What What happens if you bring him out? Should I? No, no, no. It, it would only work counter to our ideas. If I bring him out in the Court of Stars, it's tantamount to telling him that I'm working against him. I must keep... A perfect Wait. visage of being on his Doesn't side. Doesn't Snake already know you are here? No, the last the Snake saw... Snake's would... name is knower of all things, Alan. Snake does not know all things. Snake was asking for the book in order for extra knowledge and to create knowledge, but, but also for extra knowledge. He cannot know all things. Snake is liar. Snake has not lied to us yet. Doesn't mean he's not a liar. True. Liar. Anyway, Thoras, if the snake is fraggable, then I shall frag the snake if it becomes a problem. I shall frag the snake. I shall give the snake to you to frag in whatever means necessary if it becomes a problem. Thoras will eat snake. 
Would I, not advise. <laughs> Extra seasoning. It's ripe. But anyway, yes, it it, yes. it can survive in a bag of holding. This is not normal. Mm-hmm. Most living things that I've put in a bag of holding struggle to survive. You want to talk more about that? No. <laughs> okay. No. All right. I I almost forgot something. Um, Dear Trith will take this under consideration, think about it for a while, and if they believe that this is the best course of action that would, you know, really advance the cause, then they'll put in a good word for you with the Queen of Stars. Um, and at that moment, they perk up and they, they look towards the door and say, Oh, that took a while. The last of your companions has completed their trial. Who? Who? And oh. you see Olika Olika running down the path, just sobbing uncontrollably <laughs> Into her hands as she flees blindly through the court of stars. Mm. <laughs> and we'll end our adventure there. <laughs> I would love to know what went through Olika's little brain during that. <laughs> well, next time we're probably going to have, depending on what you guys choose, we might have some downtime uh, for you to begin your adventure, uh, I imagine the rest of the party would have business they'd want to tend to in the Court of Stars. You'd have to agree on a course of action, blah, blah, blah. And we can catch up with Alika and figure out why she's traumatized. So I think <laughs> we'll save that for next time. Sounds Excellent. good to me. Ah. Great, uh, great prelude. GG, gentlemen. Thank you for uh, joining me on this. And thank you for stepping yeah. into the original plan for Alan's trial. I was going to have each person play creepy straw version of themselves because... <laughs> I really like. Yeah. I I wanted to see Ash's. You know, can you imagine she'd do a really great spooky slow Lysha, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That said, I did like that they were immediately recognizable when Bren like slipped into the different personalities. Uh, my food has been delivered about fifteen minutes ago outside, so Shit. hopefully well, the ants haven't got it. I'll right, we'll let you go. Thank you, everyone, All for right. joining Thank us. Thank you very much, this. Joe. Cheers. Bye, everyone. <laughs>